And today is Friday, February 16th, 2024, and this is episode 635 of the Lots Project Podcast, and today it's titled Beautiful Day. I'll be chatting about the awesome day yesterday out with my buddy Jamie at Off Grid Ping, and then over to Delinquent Scully, stalking the UPS guy a little bit. I felt like a little bit of a creeper, and uh, hmm, yeah, and a trip today. Oh, had to push off my laundry and grocery trip to a Friday, and uh, I realized something else, too. So, talk about that. But first, let's check out who's hanging out in the live chat, who's in here, the coffee crew, and uh, yeah, grab a cup and chat for about an hour. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we doing? Let's see. Gingerbread was in way early, way early, talking about all sorts of nonsense at 1.30 in the morning because he didn't want to get out of bed. Pip didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to get out of bed. Nobody wanted to get out of bed this morning. Nah, nah. Pip, good morning. Gingerbread, good morning. Rewilder Life, how are you doing? You saved your coffee for three hours just so you could have it with us. Well, thank you. First of all, I have two questions about that. First of all, thank you. Um, I guess the first one isn't a question. It was more of a, a thank you and a statement. Uh, the other question is, did you make it three hours ago or did you wait to make it to have with us? Because cold coffee. Mm. <laughs> James wonders if that's coffee with nuts and uh, Rachel agrees. Pip's been drinking coffee for three hours, and uh, now we're all showing up. Good morning, Hunter. Good morning, Hunter. What is a swipe? What's a swipe board? Is that like um? Is that like a, a auto text thing over on Twitch where you can just uh you can just make stock messages or something? Good morning, Blake Lee Blakesley Acres Backwoods Butcher. Thanks for stopping in. Hey, Bonk, Mike's Homestead, Pickle Pete. Pickle Pete's got a big day going on today. Pickle Pete's got uh, episode 200 of his podcast slash live stream right after this show. So be sure to pop over for, um, I guess he's got guests popping in today and uh, all sorts of fun stuff. He's got a, uh, a new musical instrument that he put together that he's going to be he's going to be debuting live on the on the video. I mean, where can you go wrong? Where can you go wrong with that? Um... <laughs> there he is. He's he's playing bass in his bear suit. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Furry Brian back again. Furry Brian. How's it going, folks? <laughs> Kyle's making his now. Uh, how long have you been up, Kyle? How long did you wait to make your coffee? And how is the non-smoking going? Are you enjoying it? Is it feeling better? Are your lungs getting better? And Rachel uh, Rachel said she waited. She waited to make the coffee, so it's uh, it's not good warmed up. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for not making it and then reheating it. I appreciate you saving it for the show, but don't save it. Just make it. <laughs> what is in my cup this morning? Another special treat from uh, from Scrambling uh, at Food Forest Farms and uh, and the C4 Club. If you're interested in figuring out what that is, head on over to foodforestfarms.com and um, <laughs> and you. Uh, I mean. You you will definitely benefit from the C4 Club. That's all I have to say. That's all I'm saying today. But today, today in the cup, I have the other half of my my um, my special my special 
blends or not they're not blends they're they're straight beans but um specialty coffee that he got in new coffee i guess he got in and it it, it ties into one of my favorites i've ever had um since i've started drinking other than folgers but uh, tanzanian peaberry brian got that in uh if you are curious what peaberry is you can go back and read that uh, or listen to that earlier in the week, but uh, Tanzanian Peaberry. Yesterday, I had the light roast. That is my jam. That is what I like. I like right, light roast. I have. I I don't dig the dark roast coffees. Um, so he immediately sent me the the Tanzanian light. Uh, he also sent me a bag of Tanzanian me, uh, medium, medium, um. And so I'll try it. I'll try it. I'm, I'm okay with trying other things. I've tried dark roast. I, I test, I taste things for him and give him feedback, even though it's not my favorite, I can still, I can still give him feedback on his roast on the bean, um, things like that. So he sent out the, the light and the medium. And I have this plan yesterday. I had plain light Peaberry, Tanzanian Peaberry. It was fa- it was phenomenal. Like it really, really was. It was fantastic. Um, I had two French presses of that yesterday. Today I opened the the medium roast, and man, I I am tossed. And here's the here's the deal. Um, I'm tossed because. It was yesterday, and this is this is really this is really good. I I really like this, and I'm not sure if I like this better or 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 not. It's different for sure. It definitely got a little fuller and a little more body into it, and but it hasn't got to the bitter. There's no bitterness at all whatsoever. Um, I'm excited to this weekend mess around a little bit and do a, a 50-50 blend maybe or a 75-25 blend of the the light and the rote or the light and the medium. And I think it'll be absolutely phenomenal. And then um maybe some 75-25s over the weekend. And uh, at one point I hope to make two make a a press of each at the same time and really, really compare them at the same time. So it's not 24 hours in between tasting. So I don't know. It's, um, this is, this is good, Brian, man. Uh, well done. Well done. And, And he, as he pointed out yesterday, as I was conferring with him and, um, and talking about how the light tasting went, um, how the light tasting went, and he reminded me that this is just his first run with it. This was just the first roast. Um, and like any artisan, as you you work with the medium and every single coffee bean is different, even even bean to bean, like even um, so say he got another bag of Tanzanian Tanzanian peaberry from next year or last year or later in the season, it um it was um it'll be different but with the artisan nature of brian doing the small batch coffee he can adjust to that he can he can roast a few batches up front really get that flavor and taste and dial in what light is what is the optimal light range what is the optimal dark range what is the optimal medium range and um it's it's it is definitely it is definitely um a a skill and it's worth so much value and I've found so much value in it and just having that coffee and having the the conversations with Brian about coffee because I really enjoy it. It's a very interesting topic for me. It's uh, it's something I enjoy in the morning, but it's something I enjoy learning about. And, and man, he's super knowledgeable. And man, um, <laughs> Pickle P says, if we fill up the, the coffee club, if we fill up the C4 club, Brian's going to be taking adventures all over the world looking for uh, specialty coffees and different coffees and 
C4 Club members will be invited on the on the trips. So there is that. There is that. But um, yeah, as far as this medium medium pea berry, man, you a plus a plus i uh, i appreciate you for sure and if if you guys uh if you guys like coffee if you uh if you if you fancy yourself a coffee drinker you'd like to learn a lot about coffee and get it at a ridiculous price um c4 c4 or just try it just head on over to foodforestfarms.com and use uh lots 10 l-o-t-s one zero lots 10 will get you 10% off an order. You can try it. You can interact with Brian. If you don't know what you want, order anything. And in the notes, in the description, uh, put, hey, I don't know what I like. Um, hook me up. And he'll ask you some questions. So he'll get a hold of you. And he will, uh, he will, man, he'll blow your mind as far as, uh, as far as how he can match, match coffee. So Bravo, man. Bravo. And uh, like I said, episode 200 for Brian after this show, right into it over on the Food Forest Farms YouTube channel. Uh, Gingerbread Farm says, how many members now? I, it's it's over 50 for sure. It's over half over halfway for sure. Uh, I don't know what the current count is. Hunter said, what is the fourth C in C4? Um, coffee. <laughs> consulting um condo stays <laughs> it's not camping anymore i don't think so i don't know <laughs> what are your four c's now brian <laughs> consultation that's it he he they shut down the cannabis cannabinoids <laughs> so i don't know if it's cannabinoids anymore I can't even say the word. So, uh, they got 42 slots left. Nice, nice, solid, solid. Condo stays. Oh, I, mm, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing out there. <laughs> stays in Seattle. Gotcha. Cougars. There it is. Backwoods came up with it. Cougars. Brian will find you some cougars while you're out, out visiting. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, all right. Well, I am excited about this coffee, guys. I am. I am. Uh, oh, they officially shut down the cannabinoids. I am carrying. There, gingerbread got it. It's a uh, coffee consulting condo stays and caring oh comfrey Corey, Corey from the the back room with the win comfrey <laughs> there we go there we go man sometimes you need somebody looking from the outside to just just hit you in the face and tell you what the last one is <laughs> oh man comfrey <laughs> gonna talk about that today um yeah it's weird it's on my it's on my list like next it starts with a big old c and i'm like what's the last c but it's been it's been um good morning canadian farmstead it's been that kind of morning for me i looked at Corey. she she takes the dogs out in the morning i take them out before bed and while she's taking the dogs out i kind of get up i brush my teeth i make coffee I um, kind of get my computer up and I get things all kind of set up and ready to go. And this morning, <laughs> this morning, you ever have those days where you're just like a quarter inch off, half inch off maybe, and you fucking knock over everything, you spill everything, you whack your fingers on everything. That's how my morning started out. Everything I, I I touched, I sat down, I moved, I I tried to grab anything. I was knocking it over, and I'm losing my mind. I spilled a little water. I, I knocked my French press over. Not full, thank God. Not full. Just as I was I was rinsing it, um, and I was just like, really, this is how today is gonna go. This is fucking how today is gonna go. 
And then I walked across the the floor and there's a periods of time. Um Gingerbread says when I got out of the military, they said I can't hit people in the face anymore. I didn't mean no, I mean like accidentally. Um I so I uh I'm knocking all this shit over. And there's periods of time in our in our camper, specifically after Walter, um, Walter eats, sometimes after Norman eats. Walter likes to travel while he eats. Well, not necessarily travel all the time, but always will take a bowl, uh, take a mouth of food and pick his head up and kind of look around while he's chewing it. And all the food gets in his jowls. And as he's chewing, it drops on the ground. It sounds like you ever been in a tin shed when it starts raining, big fat raindrops, and it's like tink, 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 tink. And then he'll take another fucking big old mouthful and tink, tink, tink. And it's he likes to wander around the floor. He just like he spreads it from one end of our main room to the other. Like there's times I've 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 literally seen it from the front of the camper to the back all over the floor when he's when he's really in a good mood while he's eating and he's like to he likes to walk around to all the different bowls. Well, some of it gets stuck up in there and it gets um it gets softish. Uh, from the slobber, he starts drooling. The slobber runs on the floor. Yeah, this is really, it's really wonderful. Um, and we've actually contemplated getting a small dog, like a little kind of um, really tiny dog to just walk around and eat up all the food from Walter dropping it on the floor. And Norman, to an extent, Clyde is really, really kind of clean and neat. <laughs> He's our, he's our, he's our clean dog, but we, we've, we've contemplated this little dog. I think we would actually have to get a, a probably a 20, 30 pounder to just consume all the food that ends up on the floor. So when I, well, Norman does, Norman loves eating the food off the floor. So it's kind of like this, uh, synergetic relationship Walter will like spread it all over the floor and then Norman will um <laughs> hey Rachel guess what that's coming next <laughs> so Norman will go by after and like clean up one piece at a time like you see him and you think he's like getting into something on the floor like he found something he's not supposed to and he'll just like one piece and lick it up and eat it and he goes around and like vacuums up all of Walter's mess. But in the morning, between the time that Walter eats and Norman gets around to um, to to getting the to getting to the food, sometimes Brian walks out there to make his coffee. And added together with the morning where I was knocking everything over, then I started stepping on dog food and doing the the dog food dance is what i like to call it because i like i'll step on it and then i have to like pick up my foot and like wipe it off and this morning it was like i was stepping on different dog food all the time and i'm already kind of agitated from do dropping everything and then as i step my foot down my heel stepped in a uh, in a in a little puddle of slobber, and I kind of did the like slide across the floor and almost biffed it and fell on the floor. I literally, I really just stood there for a minute, and I pictured Epictetus talking to me, going, "Calm down, don't react to your don't react to your emotions." breathe what would a stoic do gingerbread says legos sometimes worse than legos not necessarily because of the sharpness but it's hard and the they're uh they also get mushy around the outside so it's like a it's like a uh a, a gooey a gooey thing that'll stick to your foot with a hard pebble right in the middle Am I typing with my face? 
Kyle? <laughs> Did Kyle? Kyle says I need one of Tim's chihuahuas. <laughs> hey, Corey. Do you know how to spell chihuahuas? Is it C-H-I-W-A-W-A-S? <laughs> chihuahuas. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Kyle thinks we should get some chihuahuas. <laughs> Corey says she wants a little wiener, guys. And so so I think that is a roundabout way of saying that I am not a little wiener. Ooh, happy Friday for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh no. Chihuahuas. God. I love you guys. I I I, I truly love you guys. <laughs> Gingerbread Farms says it's spelled just like it means fucking demons from hell. <laughs> yeah. Backwards. Backwards, you didn't understand. He says it seems like she already has a little wiener. Well, first of all, my wife doesn't have a wiener, thanks. Um, and secondly, I think if she already had one, she wouldn't want one. Or maybe she likes it a lot and she wants another one. Rewilder Life says their coffee was worth the wait so long as I don't spit it out. Well, if you do spit it out, get yourself a chihuahua and then it'll be able to lick it up for you. I wonder if Kyle knows where to get a chihuahua. God. <laughs> oh, let's move on, guys. Yeah, so that was that was my morning in a nutshell. Like probably we do okay <coughs> rachel asked if um so she assumes we don't walk barefoot no no that's barefoot um we're constantly like wiping shit off our feet uh and then anytime we need to put socks or anything like that on we like scrub them off with a brush or uh, a wipe or, a, or some sort because it's just impossible to keep up with these animals <laughs> Scrappy's a little wiener, Corey. She says she knows. <laughs> and Backwoods says three inches plus three inches is six inches. So what I was trying to say in your group last night, uh, somebody was asking if uh, what size cedar post you need, and uh, you guys were talking about you need uh, you need four to five inches, and I said, well, not really. If you got two to three, you can just pound it in twice. Oh, Pip says, "Oh boy, a Chihuahua and high caffeine. You got you forgot about the cannabinoids too, Pip. <laughs> he gets up. He's on a roller coaster. He gets them all. He gets them all flamed up on uh, on coffee, and then and then uh, bakes them out." Rachel, Rachel Rewilder Life is, is starting to go through the process of building her house. I guess, I mean, not just starting, but um, they're actually getting things rolling, which is super cool. It's going to be really fun to watch. Um, but she says, so the builder asked about the floor color and she said, let me, let me see what color the dirt is at the land. <laughs> I mean, work, work, work smart, not hard, right? work work smart not hard um yeah so yesterday yesterday let's talk about yesterday yesterday was awesome i had a i had a fantastic day um for sure um i mentioned yesterday what i was what i was up to that i got uh, i got a box from carrie brown over at strong resources uh with a shitload of plants in it um uh and then 
I also got in the mail our new prototype project or new prototype product. I guess it's not a prototype anymore. I'll sell it today. It was uh, it's a great deal. Uh, Brian, by the way, I forgot to send you a message yesterday. The plant, the bigger plant that you sent with the longer roots, two of those is that's what we got to go with. Video will come soon, but basically it's um it was the business in the box model that we were thinking about but really giving the options to the the customer to break it down however they want um we took one of those uh jamie and i at off-grid ping if you aren't following jamie you should uh, search off-grid ping in youtube when the show's over uh i'll remind you at the end hopefully but uh, Jamie's in our groups and uh, he, he's got a, a really good YouTube channel and, and is doing phenomenal videos. So check that out. Hopefully he's going to get on Homestead Apprentice with John Willis and knock the shit out of that program. He's going to be doing a demo at SRF. And uh, if you guys want to come to SRF in the spring, definitely swing down in the video description and uh, click that link for your tickets. I uh, get a little kickback on those. I got a little affiliate account with uh, SRF. So if you're going to get your tickets anyway, definitely buy them through uh, my link. Uh, but Jamie and I broke up the the two new uh, comfrey plants that Brian sent out. Uh, looked like they were probably two-year plants, I'm guessing. Um, big, big, big crowns with really nice long roots. So literally, we could have taken them out of the package, dug a hole, and planted that whole plant. And it would have be like it just came out. Um. The packaging did work, Brian. I don't know if it had been hot, how well we would have rolled. We might want to do another test to something hot. Um, not sure. Not sure. But um, we opened it up. I showed uh, a few different ways to break it down, uh, how to pull roots out, how to cut up the roots to a, a good size, like what is the proper size, because when you send a whole plant, See, when I sell root cuttings, I take the plant. There's a lot of it that I use for other stuff. I discard it. I use it for just random planting and only send out what a customer is going to want to put in to be successful. So um, Pip says they do spring SRF in the spring as well. Yes, um, this year it is April, doo, 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 April 6th and 7th this year, April 6th and 7th. Um, but anyway, I only send the roots that are the, they're going to be successful with. So this, you really get a, a bigger plant, a bigger plant. Um, so I showed how you can break it down, how you can leave it whole. The bigger you leave the pieces, the quicker it comes back. I also showed how to cut a, to split a crown and um, and divide that up and have two strong plants. And then talked about the options of leaving the crowns, putting them in, and then um filling in the gaps with roots that's that's kind of how i propagated my field into being really big and robust with different growth rates and different age plants um the pickle pete asked who posted that new cutting up last night that was me that's out at tim's that was uh comfrey that mike's homestead or msu rifle depending on which name you know him by uh, brought out to uh, work day at Delinquent's Gully, and we got that in the ground the last um, last uh, that was right for SRF, so last October, and that's coming in. And that um, I found two or three spots, and I'll talk about that a little bit when I when I talk about going to Tim's. Two or three spots that had really nice, big, big old. Um, big old uh sprouts coming up so it's gonna be sweet <coughs> um backwood says it's the day before the day before your birthday april 6th and 7th is the day before your birthday is your birthday april is your birthday april 8th 6th? seriously dude is your birthday april 8th hmm interesting um when it, okay pip pip uh, answer me answer me this um 
what is the first what is the first um what is the first selection phase of homestead apprentice when is it hey Corey. interesting tidbit kyle's birthday is april 8th i know somebody else with a birthday is april 8th not Corey. <laughs> Uh, Pickle Pete's day after tax day, man. I'm going to have to save this chat and uh, and mark down everybody's birthday. Uh, Corey, uh, Pickle Pete is April 16th. Backwoods Butchers, 4-8. Gingerbread is 4-10. <laughs> huh? Yeah, lots of April. Uh... <laughs> Backwoods Butchers said, I've waited this long to tell you I'm your long lost son. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey. <laughs> uh anyway, so we got that we got that started at J at Jamie's. We we got it all broke up. Uh did the video. Like I said, I'm gonna have to edit it up. I didn't watch it at all. It was kind of an on the fly. That is um <laughs> May 2nd to 9th. Okay. Okay. Um, so it was a one shot thing. Like when you, um, when you, <laughs> when you are cutting it up and you're doing a video, um, Jamie was helping. He was taking some video for himself and it's basically like, you know, you got one piece of pie, you got one pie and you're going to cut the pie up. And if the, the camera doesn't happen to be on the pie, you have to bake a whole new pie before you do the video again. So hopefully, um, hopefully I um, got the good video. I haven't looked at it yet. I, I recorded a bunch of video yesterday and it was all kind of like on the fly. So I'm hoping that when, this weekend when I dig into it, it wasn't a bunch of just shit video. We'll see. We'll see. I cleaned my lens. I cleaned my lens and everything. So. Um, Pip says the Homestead Apprentice Gauntlet event for pre-selection is May 3rd through the 6th. Okay, cool. Cool. Thanks, Pip. Thanks, Pip. And then the main event is June 10th through the 30th. Well, I might be, uh, I might be having to go out to uh, off-grid ping quite a bit more at that point, and uh, hopefully he gets selected and makes it to that 20-day cycle, and I'm, I'm, I'll I'll throw in um, some help taking care of his stuff. I can't. I can't do it every day. But Jamie, you need help. If you get on the show, let me know. Let me know. You know that. Uh, so we got that cut up, and then I showed Jamie. Um, he was wondering how to plant it, where to plant it, and that's a cool thing about being here in person. Now, I've planted. I've sold comfrey. Oh, oh man, since I started doing it on the farm in Minnesota, I think I've sold comfrey to every, it would be close. I would say if I had to guess, probably 40 out of the 50 states I've sold it to, um, shipped it to, I guess. But I've never been there. I've never been where, um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kyle, you only Kyle has one thing on his brain right now. One thing and one thing only. He says John Willis needs to hire Jeff Probes to help host Homestead Apprentice. I I don't think he does. I I really I really think that they'll be able to get through it without without Jeff Probst. <laughs> the tribe has spoken. Wrong show. They need to hire Orange Man, asshole. He was the one that did The Apprentice. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, I've never been on site. Like, I, I've, I've shipped to Tennessee. I've never been down here. I realized yesterday that we're installing, uh, we're installing Comfrey in February. 
And when I was uh, with my original setup and supplying all my own comfrey route for my sales, I never was able to, I think the earliest I ever shipped any out was in April, uh, mid-April. And that was because we had a mild winter, no snow, and it warmed up and I was able to dig and it was still dormant. And um, I was nervous. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Uh, but May, usually May till September, May till October, um, it was really weird planting in February. So trying to figure out, um, trying to figure, <laughs> trying to figure out the, the cycle. So you get a lot of this information if you, um, if you book some consulting with me about, uh, about comfrey, but there's cycle, there's a cycle you're going to want to follow. If you're planting roots, if you're planting crowns, kind of when you're going to want to take leaf matter, when you're going to be able to propagate the roots for yourself or for sale, how, how um, aggressive to get with the plant at different stages, how long it takes to get in. Um, so that was all stuff I acquired and the cycle for Minnesota, the sun, uh, do it full sun, do it full shade. Like it's a honey badger plant that can really go anywhere, but just really trying to tune it for maximum production was site to site. And so I gave, I gave generic advice. Um, hey, probably in Texas, you don't want to put it in full sun. Probably in Minnesota, you're going to want to put it in full sun. So you get more sun. Like I kind of, I, 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 I just use my brain when giving people, giving people advice for other places. But Jamie and I were sitting there and he's like, Hey, so where do I plant this? I said, let's plant it everywhere. We got enough. We have enough to try it out in a bunch of different spots. Chris Dixon says, I'm not sure what I do with 200 day grow season. When we started thinking about moving, leaving Minnesota, and we started looking at different places before we were going to travel around. We were just going to pick one spot to go to. And I saw that that Tennessee was three months longer, 90 days longer than Minnesota. Their frost date to frost date was 90 days a year longer. And I was like, what? What am I doing here? What am I doing here in Minnesota? <clears throat> so I told Jamie, I was like, you know, this is pretty, this is pretty straightforward. Um, depends on, depends on, well, yeah, Rachel, 90 days. Yeah, we were zone 3A, 3B on the border. And uh, right here where we're at, we're like 7A or 7B. It was three three months longer it was a month that it was it was like five to six weeks on either end it was unreal i was like what <laughs> i could do a whole garden in that time i do i do do a whole garden in that time um but we were this is a big experiment out at jamie's and i'm confident in the fact that um Oh, the new grow chart. <laughs> the new grow chart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Dixon mentioned the new USDA grow chart for global warming. Um, <laughs> I told Jamie, you know, we're going to get this established on here. And it's all about the time, how long it's going to take you to get what you want. Do you want... Do you want to use the leaves medicinally? Do you want to use the leaves as a side hustle to make salves or sell dried leaves or sell wet leaves? Do you want to use it for organic matter for your garden? If you're just harvesting leaves, man, you can go at it as soon as that plant is um, semi-established, especially going into the, the first um, that first dormancy, wherever you are, man, drop it to the ground and start using it. As soon as those leaves come up the next year, just start using them. Uh, if you want to do root cuttings to propagate on your property, uh, you want to use root cuttings to sell, uh, that's a little, you're going to want to give it a little more time, uh, to get established, to make that plant stronger. 
But I told him as soon as it's rooted, and this was my theory at Delinquent Scully because it's, um, man, it's it's kind of a secondary property. We're treating it like that. We're treating it like guerrilla planning, uh, planning stuff, very minimal uh, preps for the site. Uh, to get it installed and then no maintenance basically do nothing with it except watch it um and my theory there is if it gets established on the property it's way easier to propagate on the property instead of getting it through the mail moving it around um i'm looking for one plant if i can get one plant on delinquents gully i can make a million plants in a couple years um so I told Jamie that let's put it in different places, see how it goes. When it pops up in the full sun in the fall, we'll see how the plant did. When it pops up in the partial sun, we'll see how it does. And whatever is the strongest, then we'll find more places exactly like that to put it in the ground. But I showed him how to make a fertile hole, uh, how to dig it out and um, kind of mix it with rabbit shit and, and compost and put it back in and then plant that uh, crown or root cutting right at the top. Gives it a little uh, a little kickstart when it's growing. We got um, we got that. Um... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got that. Um... <laughs> Guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> um so we got it in we got it in at jamie's we got it in at jamie's um pickle piece says i wonder what bugs will chomp it haven't seen any yet i don't know man it's um i in my observation in minnesota which we don't have a lot of the bugs because they die off um and i don't think mosquitoes eat it because we wouldn't have any but my i would get occasional browsing from wildlife maybe rabbit and deer but never to excess um never to excess i never really had a decimating infestation of anything um chris dixon says flea beetles eat comfrey interesting oh god and this is why you're gonna get kicked off a survivor man kyle says the best way to make a fertile hole is an absent father and alcohol abuse <laughs> so we got the comfrey installed at jamie's i uh i pulled some out to bring down to delinquent scully now we'll have three different versions of comfrey on there um Rewilder Life says her dogs eat comfrey. <laughs> Your dogs. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and so I took some down to Delinquent Scully. And I took the box to uh, the box that Carrie came in. Or Carrie mailed me uh, to install some other stuff there. If you guys are looking for elderberry cuttings, definitely get a hold of Carrie. He'll ship those out to you. Um, man, they looked really good. They looked really good when I got them open. I got video of this too, but... Basically, out Delinquent Scully yesterday, my project, and um, keep in mind, Becky loves comfrey. Becky and I have a, had a conversation, Chris Dixon, thank you, um, that my comfrey doesn't spread. Yours took over. I had I had to convince Tim. So Tim, Toolman Tim Cook owns Delinquent Scully. By, uh, by the fact that Tim owns it becky owns it more um <laughs> so when i was talking about talking to tim about uh getting a comfrey propagation revenue stream on the property becky about uh her eyes popped out of her head and she wanted to shove needles in her ears because our friend chris dixon decided to bring them some wild comfrey that spreads through seed and spreads a lot and fast in any place you put it damaging her uh her opinion of the plant thanks chris <laughs> anyway what i was uh what my goal yesterday at delinquent scully was i uh, i wanted to clear out a spot uh basically making a test area um a test area in that um 
the that area the that section of the property uh found a nice creek bed and the shore that i originally identified the shore the edge of the creek bed there was a nice flat spot i got out there and i started clearing the the field grass and trying to get down to soil and it was just uh it was bad it was thick I kind of stopped and looked around and best laid plans always get changed. I looked across the creek bed and there was a perfect flat spot. There was a bunch of rotting uh, wood and organic matter. And so I was like, oh, I can clear through that. There's just some brambles and, uh, and thorns and things. And so I went and grabbed tools and I started, <laughs> I went to grab my gloves and I didn't, um, I didn't have any fucking gloves didn't think about it didn't think about it the area i was going to clean didn't have any brambles or thorns or anything like that i went back to the truck and had brought took my uh, work gloves out of the truck and they were in the camper for doing some stuff with the wood stove so i got to clear a shitload yesterday with no gloves uh, i don't know if you can see pretty nasty all tore up on my hands all on my arms i, I came home i was all bloody it was pretty interesting um uh, but anyway, got that knocked out. I, I got the area cleaned. I, I raked back the, the floor, the, the ground covering. And the soil that was in this section was absolutely phenomenal. I posted a picture, like a zoomed in picture of one of the elderberry cuttings that I installed. And if you can see the soil around it, it's just black um like the perfect color the perfect texture it uh it, it like held moisture well it smelled fantastic it was easy i would stick the i would stick the the spade down in it and it would just go straight in like other than the root the root masses in the in the the soil that i'd kind of like cut through it it was just um it was just fantastic Backwoods Butcher says, oh, no, your delicate hands. That one's real delicate right there. <laughs> um, Kyle needs penicillin. <laughs> um, Kyle, Kyle, I think, has a, a ongoing penicillin prescription that he just he goes and gets refills when he needs it. <laughs> So basically I got all that, uh, uh, knocked down and spread out. I moved a bunch, like I said, I moved a bunch of logs. I made a really nice border and I, and it was probably, um, when I pasted out, it was about 30 to 35 yards long or 30 to 35 feet long by, uh, probably 10 to 12 feet wide. And, um, is Jim over on, oh God, I wonder if Jim is. Nope, never mind. Never mind. Jim's not on there. I was gonna say I was his Jim over on Noster, and I haven't been checking checking the comments. He's probably over there going, Hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> Jim, Jim might have uh overslept. Who knows? <laughs> uh so the area was probably 30, 35 feet by 10, 12 feet wide. Uh, we got some trees. I put in a bunch of edge along uh, a border to try to kind of um, isolate this area. And then on the other side is creek bed or uh, there's a creek in the middle. And then the other side, I was able to clear off enough spot to install some of the other plants. So in the main area, I installed um, a, a dozen or more. It must have been 15 elderberry cuttings. Uh, some yarrow around the elderberry cuttings, um, some ground strawberry. I installed a dozen spiral willows across the, the creek bed for propagation. These are all for propagation. Basically, we're trying to get them, get them established here to be able to then use them to propagate the rest of the property. And then sell them too. So um, yeah, sell cuttings right out there. So it's um <laughs> um so that was cool i installed some of the comfrey that um 
that Brian sent out from our batch along a creek bed. And then this also connects conveniently right to the patch where Mike's homestead, the comfrey that I mentioned earlier that he brought out, um, is installed right close to this. So it's going to keep expanding, I think. Uh, right now, it's a really good size. I got to get back out there and get cardboard or ground cover or something on this uh, just to help beat down the the natural for, fla, flora and uh, fauna out there and give these new plants a time to establish. Um, and then one thing I did notice, which I, I put in the video and I hope, I hope the video turns out cause it's a really cool spot that, uh, that we're going to work on. I think I'm going to get a lot of, uh, be able to do a lot of, um, mushrooms and different small plants and, um, different small plants and uh, just do some testing see how things go there, really have a spot to get them established. This soil is just phenomenal there. It just keeps blowing my mind every time I think about it. But I did, as I'm clearing all this, and I took, I stopped and took a break, and I was kind of looking around, um, I saw some pretty heavy deer trail pretty close. And I, I was concerned that they're going to be all over this uh, elderberry cuttings and all over the new um, the new installations and things. So, oh, other things. I, I, I got a sycamore tree in there, actually. There was a sycamore sapling, volunteer sycamore sapling that, that Kerry sent out from his place. And then a couple of Chinese-American chestnuts, um, actual chestnuts. We don't know what they're going to do. We don't know if they're going to pop up. But uh, I got them isolated in a little area and uh, and marked out, so I know if they pop up, we can we can uh, we can play around with them. Um. So, I saw the deer trail, and I'm like, "What am I gonna do?" And I re I thought back to Minnesota, and basically to keep the wild, we never had a, a whole problem with wildlife in Minnesota, other than some black bears on really shitty um, springs, they would get into our chicken feed. Other than that, they got into my bees. I mean, can you bl blame a bear getting into um, getting into honey? It, they got into it right when the honey flow started. But other than that, um, the deer sign, the deer trail there, I was like, hey, I have these extra elderberry cuttings. Excuse me, guys. Have these extra elderberry cuttings that Carrie sent that didn't fit in the place that I cleared out. And I went and I, I started them gorilla planted them um, along the deer trail. So the heaviest deer trail came down to the Creek, uh, probably 20, 15, 20 yards from where I did all this, um, did all this installation. And then it crossed the Creek and went away from where I was. So I was like, okay, they're traveling away and it's pretty well worn you could tell it's it, it is pretty frequented there isn't a ton of deer pressure on the property but with people moving in and everything and this being uh undeveloped i can see them pushing into this area more uh over the next couple years but um i planted elderberries along their path basically basically um giving them their own and if they don't take them if they don't and they establish there those are just going to be free they're going to be a uh, gorilla planted out there and they are what they are if they eat them to the ground that's what they're there for if they don't then they'll uh, they'll just be extra plants so basically giving the wildlife something so they stay away from my shit it worked in Minnesota. It worked in Minnesota for sure. We used to uh, we used to throw calls and stuff to the coyotes, um, not by where our chickens were, but out in the way a little bit. Uh, always had stuff uh, kind of gorilla planted all over the place, plants and things like that. So if they don't have to look for it, if you can put it where they're moving, maybe they'll stay away from your shit. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. But with a secondary property and uh, not putting up fences and not doing all that stuff and just uh, and just letting it survive if it survives, it um, it, it it's great. It's great.
Um, Chris Dixon says it's not since it's not a property you're always at to monitor. Great, a bar of Irish Spring soap four foot around your new trees, and it'll keep the deer away for a season. That is, uh, that is a trick that um, that I've heard before. Um, yeah, we might. Yeah, that's a that's not a bad idea. I, I'm really curious. I'm really curious um, what happens here. They didn't get into anything that I've already planted there. So I, I'm, yeah, I, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I know where I can get some comfrey cuttings or uh, not comfrey cut or uh, elderberry cuttings if I need them. So we'll see. We'll see. It was a good day. I really enjoyed it. Um, busted out of there and got home. And uh, one last thing uh, before I get out of here, the, the UPS driver had a package that was said it was out for delivery again yesterday out for delivery um checked a bunch of times drove past the post office actually had to stop into the post office to figure out my shipping on the new paracord bracelets didn't have any package it was still out for delivery i didn't see the the ups guy down at the mexican restaurant i, I came home it was uh, pizza day yesterday, so we, we got our pizza ordered up. We, we usually pick that up about 5.30, and Corey wanted me to go down to the gas station and grab her some beer yesterday. So I take off. Uh, I'm getting ready to take off, and I get a, a attempted delivery alert like I did the other day, you know, like when I figured it was just on the truck back at the, at the station. Um, 4.58, 4.57, something like that. And the post office is closed. It closes at 4.30. But I'm like, ah, oh, bullshit. This is bullshit. It'll be here tomorrow, but this is bullshit. <laughs> and so I go to get Corey's beard. I'm driving down through town. And sure as shit, right there next to the Mexican restaurant, there's the UPS truck with his hazards on, no guy in it. And I'm like, that son of a bitch is eating dinner again at least he tried to deliver it before he's eating dinner but this got my wheels turning i go to the gas station so the re mexican restaurant is uh on one side of the street and the gas station is like a, a half a block down across the street and so i pull into the gas station i go in i'm like hey uh you guys get ups deliveries here often she's like yeah all the time I was like, has he been here yet? She's like, no, I think he's over there eating dinner. He usually swings in here on his way out. I was like, how long has he been eating dinner? She's looking at me like, why? I was like, he's got a package on his truck that I'm going to see if he's going to give to me. She's like, well, you can go in and ask him in the restaurant. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not that important. I'm not going to go bother somebody in the middle of their dinner and be like, hey, I know you tried to deliver my package to the address that's on the package and no one was there, uh, but I'm that guy. Can you just give it to me? Even though he does know me uh, from another from another delivery, I imagine he would have been like, yeah, no problem. So I took my time. My pizza was going to be ready at 530. This was about uh, 520 and the pizza was like three minutes away. And so I'm sitting in the parking lot, stalking the UPS guy, waiting for him to finish up his dinner. He didn't finish up in time. I went and got the pizza. I, I He drives right past where the pizza truck is. When I, uh, when I was staying there, I didn't see him. And so, I mean, I would have waited for nothing. I would have waited for nothing. He, he was enjoying, probably enjoying some margaritas or some burritos or something phenomenal at El Portillo. Hopefully get my package today. Hopefully get my package today. We'll see. Got to get a property. We got to buy a property here so I can put a mailbox. <laughs> Hunter says he's picturing the guy, the girl that shows the hogs. You ever guys, you guys ever seen the videos? You must have seen the videos of the girl, the girl, the famous girl that, um, that shows the pigs. And they have to stare at the judges and and move the pig around without breaking eye contact with the the judges. 
and it's just creepy and spooky it's like children of the corn shit yeah that was kind of me like i never i didn't take my eyes off that fucking truck the whole time i was probably like the the girl showing the pigs kyle says he's jokingly says hey there ups man do you have a package for me literally walking the dogs one day i flagged down the ups truck because he was going to our place because i had had something delivered to our address here where the where we're parked and um we were on the dog walks and i knew he was on his way and i waved him down and um i said hey are you going to this address for this name? He's like, yeah, actually I'm right now. I said, okay, that's me. Go ahead and just drop it by my truck. <laughs> so it's not so funny anymore. Is it when it's actually true, huh, Kyle? Or does that make it more funny? I don't know. <laughs> I got to head down to Savannah today, guys. I will definitely take notes and, uh, and have that, have that ready for Monday. Uh, I realized this morning when I opened up my eyes, and it might have been why I didn't want to get out of bed, A, I'm going to do laundry and groceries on a Friday, which is never good, never good off the bat. And then I realized when I uh, when I looked at my phone and I saw that it was uh, the 16th of the month, I realized what yesterday was. Bank accounts are full for a day. Could be an interesting trip to the town. I don't know. At least I don't have to go to Walmart. Actually, Corey's back there making fucking grocery lists. And she's probably like, that asshole, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him this week. I'm going to make him go to Walmart. <laughs> Ginger, Gingerbread Farms, what do you mean welfare day? Oh, I hope you have a, a very fair day also. <laughs> today, so today, I'll tell you. When I was back bartending in Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis, today, a Friday the 16th, everybody hates Friday the 13th. Everybody gets spooked out about Friday the 13th. Brian called in to work sick on Friday the 16th or Friday the 2nd. That's when Brian called in to work. Not going to do it. Just not going to do it. K-Bonk with a little update. Bitcoin is at $52,400. Go, 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 Bitcoin. Um, I'm wrapping it up, guys. It's Friday. I'm getting out of here. I got a lot of shit to do. I got a bunch of video editing to do this weekend. I got to go do laundry and groceries and get wood ready because it's going to get cold again. It's going to be a busy one. It is going to be a busy one um anyway let's wrap it up let's wrap it up pickle pete uh pickle pete food forest farm scrambling uh hey now whatever you want to call him he is uh firing up episode 200 of his podcast back into it daily every morning right after this show he is uh he is calling it the b2b coast to coast uh two hours of of two hours i guess uh he didn't realize that I'm not on the coast. I'm in Tennessee, central time zone, over the Blue Ridge Mountains, over the Smoky Mountains, Blue Ridge Mountains. Where are the Blue Ridge Mountains? Um, yeah, I'm not on the coast, man. Not on the coast. You are. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, wrap it up. Have a good weekend, guys. I uh, I appreciate you hanging out. And if you uh, enjoyed the show, it's always free to hit that like, the share. Please, please share with somebody. How about this weekend? You share our channel and the live stream with someone you know that might like to come in and laugh, have fun, and uh, and bullshit every morning. To return value for value, please consider joining one of the YouTube membership tiers or listening on any value for value platform like Podverse or Fountain.fm. You can find us on Noster, Zap.stream, all sorts of fun things coming up, getting better and adjusting changes in the future. Um, man, I'm really liking the format. I enjoy hanging out with you guys laughing every morning. It's just as much uh, needed by me as, uh, as you guys enjoy it. So I appreciate hanging out, making it fun. Visit thelotsproject.com to find more, more information, find my links, find my uh, partner partner companies, discount codes, recommended products, and all that. Other than that, stay safe this weekend, guys. 
stay safe. I don't know. Have an awesome weekend. Be sure to shoot over and say uh, congratulations to Pickle Pete and uh, over there on uh, Food Forest Farms. And hey, make it a great weekend day, guys. And we will catch up with you on Monday. <laughs>